Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning to everyone across our radio tab and Sky Sports Radio network. Welcome to On The Pace, our first edition of 2024. And Brandon Kremble with the honour of bringing you our first show of 2024, of course. This morning, it's the Standard Bread's birthday as the calendar year rolls over. And it's hard to think we're really only 10 weeks away from the 2024 Miracle Mile. Hasn't that snuck up on us really quickly with all of the action across the Inner Dominion and plenty of feature racing throughout New South Wales. So we're at 10 weeks, as I say, from that big million-dollar feature at Tabcourt Park, Menangle. Today, we'll hear from two of our young drivers from the Riverina, Blake Mickaliffe and Jimmy Locke, who both had drives last night at Parks and Albury, respectively. We'll be asking them for a few predictions for 2024 and seeing if they can steer us towards a couple of winners for the early part of this year, of course, Tabcourt Parkman Angle back in operation on Saturday night, and I'm sure that uh, we'll be hearing more about that throughout the week. A few congratulations are in order before we get to all of that. Yesterday we spoke to Nathan Turnbull, and uh, he was champing at the bit to get to his 100 winners. Well, he did, and he did it with his last training engagement flip-top bottle shop, so he raises the bat to a century of winners as a trainer. So congratulations to Nathan. And Jet Turnbull won probably his biggest race of his career with Court on the Edge, the Matt Rue-trained runner, and brought up 50 winners in doing so in in the gig. So what a season considering he's only been driving half of the year and you would think that next year would be such a big breakout year and it wouldn't surprise me in all seriousness to see him drive a winner or two at Tabcourt Park Menangle. That great milestone to overcome was also shared by our Premiership winners in New South Wales as well. So congratulations to Belinda McCarthy, Cameron Hart, Will Rickson and Amanda Turnbull. They all had wonderful 2023 seasons and no doubt they'll continue on in 2024. Well, racing in the Riverina hots up this afternoon and into the next couple of days with two meetings for decision. One at Leeton today with the feature being the Leeton Pacers Cup and Young tomorrow after being transferred from Tamora. And a man with a hand in both of those meetings is Blake Mickaliff. Blake, good morning to you, mate. Happy New Year and uh, hope that 2024 is really successful for you. Hey, mate, how are you? Um, Yeah, all the best 2024 for you guys too. Thank you. Before we look ahead, let's look at last night. Those scenes at Albury, for everyone who hasn't seen them on social media, they they were quite extraordinary. It looked as though there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people there, even after the last and for the uh, for the post racing entertainment. It's great to see. It's great to see people turning out in those big numbers. Yeah, definitely. I think um, last night would have to be the first time I've actually been to Aubrey's um, New Year's meeting and. It was incredible to see so many people lined up at, along the fence and then um, once the racing finished, they led a few of the spectators all on the track to watch fireworks and it was kind of um, surreal. Like, there was just that many people there. It was awesome to see. It's a real it's a real family meeting as well. It's, you can see it's almost the heartbeat of a community and I'm sure they'll get right behind that Carnival of Cups which will be staged there on the 16th of February. So for everyone around the Albury area, the 16th of February is when feature racing comes back to town. I did want to touch on a horse 
from last night. Flying Colours, another minor placing. So he's got his hoof on the till. He's six minor placings from eight outings. In some ways, rewarding. In other ways, he'd be ripping your hair out. Yeah, no, he's done a really good job for BPM Bloodstock since he's joined um, the stable. We sort of, we got him and, um, yeah, sort of didn't really know what to expect with him. But since he's been here, he's, he's a model of consistency. Um, as you said, he's, he's ran six minor placings in his last eight starts for us. Um, I think, you know, he's only been beaten 0.2 of a metre, 0.3 of a metre and stuff like that. So he's not far off winning one. Um, hopefully we can, we can get one of them off the board soon. So um, he's open anyway. Just looked to me last night that when he was out in front and, and sort of just lobbing along as he liked, he I wouldn't say he didn't handle the smaller track, but it was he probably wasn't effective as he was at uh, at Wagga two starts ago. So would you be keen to get him back onto that thousand metre track as soon as possible? Yeah, definitely. Um, when you've got a feature race sort of out in the um, smaller tracks, you sort of got to got to go for him um, in talks with Brendan. We'll sort of hum and har and whether to go because it was his first time actually on a half-mile track other than trials. So um, we were sort of humming and harring, but we just bit the bullet and gave it a go. And, you know, to his credit, I think they went 58-6 on um, Aubrey, which isn't a bad mile. Um, so, yeah, hopefully the more he sort of raced on 1,000-metre tracks, we'll bring him on more. And um, after the way he went last night, I wouldn't be afraid to take him back to a smaller track either. That was the Wally Blizzard three-year-old, race number five, and VIN number was successful there for Michael and Melissa Hawkes. So five drives today at Leeton Cup Day. They're races one, three, four, five, and seven. So a busy start, and we'll jump straight into them. Race one, you've got Harley's Comet coming here. First up for Josh Powderly. And what we might also do is if you've got an update on Josh Powderly, because, of course, we haven't heard from him in a long time, is he uh, is he still tracking along okay despite uh, all the challenges he's having still? Yeah, definitely. He um he's actually a really big inspiration. If you see Josh, um you know he's always happy and positive, and you know he's more focused on on progressing forward than he is on the past. So big credit to him, and he's doing a really good job with his small team that he's got at the moment. So um you know all credit to him. And just on Harley's Comet's chances, I mean, first up today draws a wide barrier and has been away from the races for a long period of time, is lightly raced. It looks as though it's going to be a tough assignment, this one. Yeah, um, he's had two trials back here at Young. I drove him on his second occasion and actually really have a bit of time for him. He he really found the line nice. Um, Sort of one of those horses that sort of prefers to be out running kind of thing, but yet again, first up from a spell drawn six, you just got to weigh up your options what to do but I'm sure um, Josh will give me a good hand and what he wants me to do when we get there this afternoon Alright, race 3 is the next one, number 9 Freddie T, second up here and ran a really good first up effort, he was only beaten marginally on boxing night so he comes into this race which is a feature, the $15,000 Golden Apple Superstore final and he's probably one of the better hands in this one yeah, definitely. Um, his first up run was really good. He sort of had a little bit of pressure early on in the race and then sort of relaxed nicely. And the horse that just sat on our back actually outdashed out us. So um, second up over the distance, I think he'll be sort of prime and ready to go. Um, even though the barrier draw isn't ideal from number nine, uh, we'll just have to weigh up our options as the race unfolds in front of us. 
And of course, he's four placings from four, or his most recent four attempts. There's a spell that punctuates those, but Freddie T, a model of consistency coming into this run. Race four, we've got Rock the Nation drawn 10. He's at big odds, but I don't think he's hopeless here. He's certainly coming into this grade well and truly, uh, well and truly with forms through major thinker. And you'd be pretty, you'd be pretty chuffed with a couple of scratchings out of this race too. Yeah, that's right. A couple of scratchings helps our, um, helps us throughout the run. Um, it, it is going to be a tricky draw. He sort of doesn't ideally get around the small tracks as good as he does the big tracks, but um, no doubt if there's a bit of speed earlier on, my fellow will just keep on whacking away late. The feature race is over the 25.82 metres, due to go at 16 minutes to nine this evening. It's the Yender Producers Leeton Paces Cup, and uh, you've got Skittlebomb engaged, and he's going to be a great chance. He's drawn low, and he's got forms through some really speedy types, the likes of Mr. Freeze and even Gracie Taltoa, which has Tabcourt Parkman angle form. Yeah, definitely. He's um, he's actually the model of consistency at the moment. He he um he gets better and better every week and sort of we're just driving him a little bit different last week we come with the sit and he ran a really good race there so um we'll just see what happens i'd like to let him roll to the front and then we'll just weigh our options up from there um i don't i don't think he's far off him at all we've got to talk about skittles because he's a stable favorite He's only four, so he's not been around this caper for very long. But uh, from what I from what I hear from you every week, this is the this is the stable favourite that everyone would want to have. Just tell us a little bit about this horse in the barn. Yeah, no, nah, um, we got him as a, a three year old off um, Mick Boots. He bought him out of New Zealand. Um, we got the opportunity to get him and race him, and since he's been here, he's just one of those horses that you know he's got personality. He's just big, dopey, and um, the two little nieces absolutely love him and adore him just as much as I do. He's just one of, one of those horses that is more like a friend than a horse. He, um, yeah, no, he's a really cool horse. And I love him as well for the pure fact that when you go down to the to the stabling enclosure, if you if you want to uh, you know if you want to get up and close to a to a horse, this is the one to uh, this is the one to do it because he he just seems to stand there all afternoon and he's always in the last race or the second last race at uh, at Wagga and nothing seems to upset him so he's he's just a he's a brilliant little horse and he's six from 27 in his career so hopefully he'll be uh hopefully he'll be able to add elite and paces cup to uh to that resume and of course you've said previously this is this is a forever horse so really good to to see that he's got a, a future not only on the track but also off it yeah definitely um you know so after racing, I don't know what Mick's plan is with him, but I'd love to see keep him. I reckon he'd be one of those horses who could jump on his back and go for a trail ride. He's just big dope and he's unreal. Yeah, terrific to hear the uh, the love for the horse as well. Race seven is your last engagement. We've got Tipping Point here. Again, draws the outside. Again, a good performance last start behind Glamour's Symbol. And although this rates as a higher a higher event for this little filly it doesn't appear to be much more difficult when you look at the runners engaged yeah she's um she's been good since she's joined the stable she has a few little quirks she doesn't mind getting on the nickel um as you said she's drawn another bugger of a draw tonight um but yet again she does have a little bit of gate speed there so we'll just you know we'll have to weigh up our options as the mobile goes but um 
you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see me push the button at start and see if we can get in a handy spot. You've had such a successful 2023, and what was really what really stood out to me was how much you'd been asked to travel by different trainers. You know, you had drives at Wagga, and then you were off to Bathurst, and you drove those provincial meetings at Parks when they were on a, a Saturday or a Sunday, and Blaney and those sorts of meetings. Is is that what success looks like for you in 2024? Just continuing to be able to to build on those uh, on those relationships and uh, and and you know keep getting those big books of steers throughout the uh, the coming season yeah definitely um i lost my claim earlier on um last year so we're just sort of going off um you know being a freelance driver you've got no claim anymore so why are you getting drives and you get your name out there that's that's the thing you've got to do now um i've been pretty lucky that i've had a lot of trainers stay loyal with me after I've lost my claim and I can't thank them enough. Um, even Dad, like, um, we went from working two or three, now we've got oh, anywhere from 10 to 15 in and, you know, sometimes more. And um, I'm pretty lucky I've got a stable here that, that supports me all the time and I can sort of, Dad doesn't mind, I can jump on and off when I sort of need to. And, um, yeah, I've been really lucky with the support I've, I've been receiving. And obviously, uh, that is that is such a big part of it. Part of it as well with the with the bigger team, and obviously uh, Mel and the rest of the team are are all there to help out. So really looking forward to seeing what twenty twenty four brings for you, and uh, all the best with Leeton this evening. Ah, thanks, mate. All the best. There's Blake Mikalef with a good book of drives at Leeton this evening. Races one, three, four, five, and seven. And uh, you would have to say that his best may well come up in either race three or race five with Freddie T or Skittlebomb. Those runners, Freddie T in the market at the moment at $5. He's just drifted out from 380 to fives. And race five, Skittlebomb, he's gone four out to 440. Best traded in the Leeton Paces Cup is Lovely Long Time. Seven down to four dollars and forty cents. Of course, we've got racing at Young tomorrow night as well. Their first gets underway at twelve minutes past six. And I thought, since we didn't have an opportunity to preview this meeting uh, tomorrow, what we'd do is we'd uh, we'd get we'd get on with it today. And the man who's going to help us out with this one is Jimmy Lock. Jimmy, good morning to you, and uh, hope twenty twenty four is just as successful as twenty twenty three was, mate. Morning, BK. Thanks for having me up. Having me on. Hopefully we can have as much success and yeah, we'll see how we go. Terrific, mate. Obviously at Parks last night, we heard about the uh, the scenes at Albury where you know thousands of people flooded the track and Parks wasn't much different. There were plenty of people around that back turn fence and of course it was all about the fireworks after the last. Yeah, there was plenty of people there, which was good. And I didn't say for the fireworks. I certainly seen them when I was driving out, but I wasn't waiting around for that. I would have thought you'd have stayed, Jimmy. I would have thought you would have uh, you would have enjoyed the fireworks. Nah, not for me. I enjoyed watching <laughs> them on the way out, but that was about it. <laughs> of course, you had uh, a winner, and you were the. <laughs> it's sort of a, a strange one, but you were the winner of the last race in the Western District. Of course, there was one race to follow at Albury, and this is how the c- concluding stages uh, panned out. They race onto the apex of the bend. Third quarter in 28.5. They've got to get Carinha. Bobby's doing nicely. Second in the race is Tinny Mahoney. And now whipping out three deep to make its run is the Black Fox. And along the inside is My Lucky Rock. But coming down the straight, Carinha Bob in front. He's starting to get short. Tinny Mahoney's trying to run it down, but 
down to the line, quietly driven Karinya Bob. It takes out the final race of the year here at Parks. Second will go to Tinny Mahoney. Out wider on the track, flashing home when it was all too late. Would have been Johnny's Blue. It just beat home the Black Fox. And then along the inside was my lucky rock. Further back in the so there was Craig Easy and, uh, of course, Craig doing a fantastic job in 2023 as well. He was the voice of the Cowra Carnival of Cups and had the uh, Parks Cup as well last night. Jimmy, uh, they let you get away with it far too easy out in front with Karinia Bob. You just you just sort of rolled to the front and they weren't able to chase you down. Yeah, that's right. He just rolled to the front and we was able to relax and just settle for that second quarter and we just got rolling and he was too good. He looks a pretty nice horse moving forward and... Yeah, I think he's got a bright future out of him. He sure does. And that stable's able to get one up and running, aren't they? Like they've got Carinha Rocco, who's been up in that sort of 70 to 80 bracket, has had a few cracks at Menangle and is now really entrenched in racing those free-for-alls around Bathurst. And I think Carinha Bob is going to head sort of in the same direction, maybe not as quickly, but I do see him as a, a really progressive type. Yeah, I think you're right about him moving in that direction. It's- just got to learn to race and I think that'll come with him with all experience and yeah as you said Jerry does a good job getting him up and going deserves all the success he gets he gets up the crack of dawn to work and before he goes off to his day job and yeah really happy to get the job done for him last night. Such an important part of this industry the hobbyists who have all the commitment to uh, to not only getting their horses worked and, and fed up before they get to their day job, but just the amount of noms that come out of those, uh, out of those, you know, non, I wouldn't say non-professional stables, they're all very much professional, but those stables that, you know, they have to, uh, they have to run a day job as well. It's a, it's a hard slog for them and they do a fantastic job. A couple of, more than a couple of drives, five drives at Young on Tuesday. We start in the first with La Bomba, number four, and it's got a pretty tricky draw, centre of the line. Not really sure what the speed map says here, Jim. Yeah, a bit of a tricky draw, and looks to have a little bit of speed inside I'm not 100% sure what the plan will be, but I'd say over the 2100, we'll just drive for a bit of luck, and hopefully she can be getting over the top of them late. Race two, number two for Stephen Lee. This has been just a just a golden uh, golden partnership for you, with uh, full of wisdom. But of course, Steve Lee giving you most of the uh, most of the stable drives, and for good reason. You've been uh, driving his horses so well. Full of wisdom gets a nice draw here. Yeah, she does get a nice draw, and looks like the bit of speed come out of the race, which is always a bonus. And yeah, she's been pretty consistent for us, and. Pop's done a great job with her, and yeah, I think she can run a nice race tomorrow. She looks well graded in that race. Just tell us how important your pop's been with uh, with being able to entrench yourself as a as a driver, because you not only were driving previously, but you had other roles around the industry as well. I think I'm right in saying you were doing some farrying work as well before you sort of focused in on the driving. So, how important has he been to your career? Yeah, he's been massive and he's still a really big part of it. You know, early on when I probably wasn't driving that great, he stuck by me and, yeah, it's been really good to get a few results from him now and, yeah, he's done a really good job, the horses he's got and, yeah, couldn't be prouder of him, to be honest. All right, race three, number four, better be right. Uh, A winner three starts ago, you've got another one of these really tricky centre-line draws that just... 
it just appears that the center line draws they've got speed inside and it's going to be a a really tough night for you to to potentially put yourself on the speed so maybe going back again here uh yeah i drove a couple of starts to win from barrier six um a few starts going she got across them really easy so I think she has got enough speed to get across. Obviously, the speed to her immediate inside. Um, we'll just have to weigh it up early and see how that one pans out. And then race four. This is a this is a really nice little filly. This one, Jasmine. And she's a Group One runner as a two-year-old. She should nearly be odds on in this race. I I think from what I'm seeing. And of course, now now in Pop Stable. So an inside draw and a classy horse should produce a really good result here. Yeah, it looks that way, and hopefully she can hold a nice forward position from there. And, yeah, her last run was really good at Goulburn. And, yeah, I think if she can get a few things to go away, she should be there in the finish. Of course, she came from the Neil Day operation at Goulburn, which is a very smart operation. But since coming to the stable, she's had a stack of minor placings. She's had three from just seven in terms of minor placings, including a last start second at Goulburn where they returned a rating of 57 and she wasn't beaten far. That was behind uh, horses with form at Tabcourt Park, Menangle. So I think she's trending in the right direction there, mate. Yeah, I think she is too. And I think she seems just to be getting a little bit better and hopefully she can keep improving. And yeah, I think she might do a nice job in the future. Yeah, I agree. And of course, in the in the fifth race, which is your last drive, you've got... Uh, number six, which is four and I, and is second up. The numerical form doesn't look great, but it appears that there may well have been a setback last preparation, considering that there was only the one run in and then sort of turned out for a, maybe a freshen or just a let up again. So maybe this campaign will be better. Yeah, hopefully it can be a better campaign. She had one run and we didn't get a run with her, and then she had a little setback and. Then the races were called off last week, so she hasn't had a run for a while. But, yeah, hopefully this campaign can be a bit better for her. And, yeah, it's a tough draw, but we just have to drive her for luck. Obviously, second up, long way between runs. But, yeah, I think she can run a nice race in a small field now, too. All right. We we were, talk, we were just... Well, we weren't talking off air, but I sent out a few uh, a few predictions that hopefully you can help me out with. I'm going to just give you a couple of a couple of uh, races to put in the in the time capsule and we might come back and revisit them if you get any of them right. So predictions for 2024, I want the horse that wins the Miracle Mile. Um, I think Leap to Fame. He's proven that he can be at the top of the game, I think, and yeah, I think he's probably one of the best horses I've seen. Leap to Fame for Kevin and Kay Seymour and... Of course, Grant Dixon, who won the Inner Dominion, was, I think I'm right in saying, just, or was a winner of a Sunshine Sprint, and then only just back in the field in a Blacks of Fake. If you think about that as a four-year-old season, that is some sort of uh, that is some sort of statement to say that you're right up there in the uh, in the top of the top line for the free for allers, and he gets a go at the Miracle Mile as a five-year-old. We didn't see him in the chariots this year, but we definitely will be seeing him in a Miracle Mile, and that was uh, pretty well confirmed at Albion Park in December when Kevin and Kay both said they've 
Never won a Miracle Mile, and it's one of the one of the races they do want to win. The winner of the Eureka this year. Now, this is going to be really interesting because it's not only the slot race that you have to uh, you have to sort of navigate, but also then you've got to find the right slot holder. Yeah, that's right. And if I had to pick one now, I think I'd be picking Captain's Knock. He's a good little racehorse, and he beat them all in the Breeders' Challenge. And yeah, I think he'd be my pick at the moment. Captain's knock for Brad Hewitt, who has won both the two and three-year-old divisions of the uh, of the Breeders' Challenge, and of course the last horse that Brad had that went on and did that won a boatload of races. So a, a really interesting pick there. Captain's knock had sort of evaded my radar, but if you think about it, as a four-year-old, if he gets a nice draw. He's certainly got the staying power and the group credentials to win that one. So the Eureka this year, obviously going to be a fascinating race. If we look at just something for you in terms of a prediction, your biggest race drive. Now, I know that there's plenty of supporters, particularly the Hawk operation and also the uh, also your pop who can get young horses up and going, maybe a futurity or even a, even a bigger race than that. Yeah, that's right. I'm... I think I'll aim similar to last year. I was able to drive a couple for Pop in the Trot New South Wales final, and I had a drive in the Western Championship final. So if I could do that again, I'd be more than happy. I think that uh, I think you might even have bigger drives than that. It would not surprise me to see Jimmy Locke going around in all seriousness in a Gold Crown or a Gold Tiara final very early on, and really setting up 2024. Speaking of setting up 24, what does success look like for you this year? Uh, hopefully plenty. <laughs> hopefully plenty. Um, when we when we think about what you've done throughout 2023, it was a meteoric rise. You had sort of a few drives on a card at uh, at the provincials and it was looking it was looking like you were going to have a solid season but you've taken off you've done the miles you've had drives not only in new south wales but also in victoria and to be able to uh, to be able to travel is is one of the one of the things that's really kicked your career on yeah that's right i think traveling a lot's helped it a lot but i think the big thing's the claim the claim that's helped a lot and yeah i've only got a free claim now lost the five towards the end of this season so yeah I think that's been a big help and yeah well Jim we're we're all hoping that you have a fantastic 2024 because there's uh, there's certainly a lot of talent there for uh, for you and that claim as you said is is also really helping out good to have you on this morning mate thank you thanks for having me there's Jimmy Locke and uh, I think he's I think he's right I think there'll be plenty of success throughout this season of course no racing for our radio tab listeners in Queensland this evening they uh, they don't or they don't run today but we do have some racing out of Victoria and uh, that Victorian racing for our harness fans gets underway from Echuca at 5:34 daylight saving time we've also got Bustleton on and Leighton goes at 13 past six. So we've got plenty of racing to keep you well and truly occupied across New Year's Day night on the National Racing Service on Sky Racing One and right across the Sky Active Service as well. So plenty to keep you on your toes. And of course, young tomorrow 
is our New South Wales meeting of focus with Tabcorp Parkman Angle still on their yearly hiatus, but they come back on Saturday night with heats of the New Year's gift. That's on the pace for today. And, of course, we'll be back on Wednesday. Normal service resuming. And Mick Gearan will be bringing you the program from 10.30 on Wednesday. So looking forward to a really good few days of racing. And uh, hopefully we can find plenty of winners. More of Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab after this.